Hi, welcome to a teen's guide to the world. This is a podcast where I talk about everything that crosses teenagers' minds, from books to politics to movies. In this episode, I'm going to be discussing something that I've wanted to talk about for such a long time, and that is movie adaptations of books. Now, let's get started. So we're all aware of the new Patty Jackson series on Netflix, not even Netflix, on Disney+, Plus, which follows the course and the events of the first book in one season, right? Well, as a loyal Percy Jackson fan who began reading in year three, I think, and only finished in like year nine or even later, I have sworn not to watch this film, the show. Like, you may be thinking, what is wrong with you? The issue is divided into two parts. There is keeping with the storyline, and then there is acting. So with the storyline, you see this in lots of movies, where the plot is sacrificed a lot, so it isn't similar to the book. So there are a lot of errors in the storyline and the flow, some of them may be very minor, ones that only real fans like me can point out. Some of them really major. For example, in the original Percy Jackson movies, Annabeth was ginger and then brunette. I'm pretty sure she was played by Selena Gomez. And I think there are some character attributes in books which are important to them as a character. Right? Annabeth changing after one movie. I think that... It's important for her to stay the same. And also, the casting of Hermes in this new one. We love Lin-Manuel Miranda, but I'm unaware of what it's supposed to be. Hermes is supposed to be the most promiscuous after Apollo of all the gods. He's supposed to be young, fit, healthy, liking medicine. Just Lin-Manuel Miranda is what he would pick. At most, he could be Dionysus, and that's saying something. Anyway, some of these errors are quite small, or they are quite big with gaping plot holes in the story. And I think it is important to get a lot of these correct, or at least the basis for them, so that you can actually enjoy the films as you enjoy the books and hope to grasp similar details and be able to follow a similar storyline. For example, I think, although there are a lot of flaws and continuity errors, the Harry Potter series does a very, very good job of adapting the books into films that are fit for an audience. There are small errors like in The Goblet of Fire when it writes in the book, did you put your name in The Goblet of Fire, Harry? asked Dumbledore calmly. And in the film, he shakes the boy. But it's like little details that they don't subtract from the plot at all. If anything, they add to it because it's easy to imagine this thing your own way when you're reading. But when you're actually watching a film, you don't want to hear calm. You want to hear peak of tension, right? My year seven English teacher was actually in the film and he got to watch it while it was being filmed. Obviously not all of it, but he said that it was an amazing experience. I think what's also great is they made it an amazing experience for the cast, whether you're an extra or an actual actor. 
which is something that this new Percy Jackson has done very well. I think if you're asking a lot from the actors when it comes to following the plot, where you have basically a premeditated script, it does take a lot out of the acting, a lot of out, out of your own personal connection with your character, because it feels like more like you're playing a character than you're getting into a character. Because especially if there's a book, there are so many standards to live up to and ways to try and put yourself into the character. And you could fall short of these. Nine times out of ten, actors fall short of this. But if they have a good relationship in the cast, within each other, it makes it easier to learn from these mistakes. You can see this in all the Harry Potter interviews, or even the new Percy Jackson interviews. You can see the cast gets along very well, at least the main cast does, which I think is great for being able to really get into your character, into your role. Because you see in a lot of cases where actors don't really feel like they're playing the role, they feel like they're acting rather than you're seeing someone just live their life. And that's the entire point of acting. You shouldn't be able to tell oh, that's fake, right? I think I'm particularly picky when it comes to books, especially ones like Harry Potter and Percy Jackson, because I've grown up with these books. These were key parts of my childhood. I'm an only child. I, When I didn't have my friends because I wasn't at the houses, all I had were books. I thrived off Harry Potter, Percy Jackson, School from Good and Evil, the peculiar... Miss Peregrine's Peculiar Children and so on and so forth, right? So getting films that kind of taint the view of the book for me is kind of like a go at my own childhood. An example is the film that was made for School of Good and Evil, which is still one of my all-time favourite series. Even though it is quite childish, I will never grow out of it. There were so many errors. It made me... It tainted my imagination, because up until this point, I had roast into glasses regarding the book. Even though I'd read it as a child, I'd still remembered it. Then watching the film made me remember that it is a kid's book. And that kind of forced me out of this imaginary, imaginary happy world of ever after and whatnot and all these schools. And it actually made me think, oh, there's this issue and this is this issue. Because bad acting not only exposes the film, but will expose the book as well, seeing as it is obviously based around the book. But one of my all-time favourite movie adaptations, regardless of the many, and I mean many, errors, especially in casting, is Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. I actually watched the film before I read the book, because I got the book for my 10th birthday, And I watched the film the day before my 10th birthday. I think it was amazing. Especially because, obviously, as I said, I was 10 at the time. And I wanted something that would push me a little bit more. But still keeping to that childlike fantasy nature. And I think Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children did that perfectly as a series. The films, like I stated, there were some continuity errors. But if you watch them standalone watched it as a standalone, completely separate from the books. It hooks you in. It's got horror. It's got gore. But it's... A child is able to watch a 12-year-old. I think it was a 12 when it came out. 
Like, I didn't feel too grossed out, too frightened by it. But it did intrigue me. It made me want to watch the books. And you get into the books. And you can see the characters growing as you progress. Even though this doesn't happen over a long time span. Like, in Harry Potter, I understand that this is over the entirety of primary school. From year 7 to, like, year 13. But I don't really see much changing in the attitudes of the characters. So it's the same thing. Ron is dumb, Hermione's clever, and Harry's the centre of attention. There isn't any adaptation or fluctuation in the characters' actual personalities. But with Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, you can see the main characters just age throughout the books. They gain perspective from their individual experiences, and it shapes them and changes them each book. What I love, especially about the series, I know I'm going on a tangent because this was about films, But what I love especially about the series is that each book ends in a cliffhanger, but not in those cliffhangers which is like, dun, dun, dun. It's like you're cut off in the middle of a sentence because this is a diary and it is talking about frantic natures. You're cut off in the middle of the sentence and you come back to the next book and it's complete continuation. And I think, especially for an ongoing series, that left it just perfectly. I don't want to feel like there's a constant loop in... Description of setting, climax and whatnot and resolution. Because I still felt like I was getting closer and closer to the climax, but it was nowhere to be found. I think that was captured perfectly in both the film and in all the books as a series. So yeah, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Definitely recommend watching it. In my opinion, one of the best film adaptations, despite the casting errors, which I will not ever let the directors live down. If I ever meet one, it's the first thing I'm bringing up. But other than that, it's great. Anyway, I hope you guys have a great week and I shall see you next week. Goodbye.